Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's Sauce. How are you? How is your week? I know there's so much going on in the world, as we mentioned last week. I hope that you are well. I'm thinking of you as I know you're holding space for so many things, probably personally as well as in our collective holdings. So I'm sending you my best wishes for all these things, uh, just keeping mindful of the whole picture, even as we talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is, what is your personal definition of success? I asked health and lifestyle coach Allison Scott back on the podcast to riff on this with me. And since Allie and I are both coaches, we often work with clients with regards to their goals. And so today we thought we would ponder, are your goals in alignment with what you believe success is? And today we riff on different scenarios that each of us have encountered in our life travels. And we discuss some of the wrong paths, maybe, or some of the changes in thought that we've had over these years. And I want to just say at the outset that we both aren't here to tell you what success means or what it should mean for you or what that looks like, but rather just to get this conversation started as we listen to one another and start to contemplate also on our own lives and what we think. And no matter what age or what season in life this might be for each of us, or what circumstances you might be finding in your life, it might be worth touching into your relationship to what success really means for you. This conversation that I had with Allie is both broad and specific. It's lighthearted and serious. And I mean, well, when do we ever talk, Allie and I, when it doesn't get a little bit lighthearted? So though the topic has some gravitas, we in no way are here to elicit guilt, but rather bring some brightness to this life, as well as hold the harder parts together, too as we contemplate these subjects of success and what that means for you. So, oh, and one more thing. We both talk about trails that maybe we went down that we regret going down. And I want to make it clear that just because a particular activity or a particular job or something isn't right for me or for Allie or for whomever, it doesn't mean that it's not right for you or for someone else and vice versa. So mostly the question for today is what is your personal definition of success and what does that mean for you? Thank you so much for being here. And if this episode resonates with you and you think of someone that also might enjoy it, please pass it along and rate and review this podcast. If you can take a minute to do that, it would mean everything to us. 
I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Allison Scott. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Allison Scott. Hey, everybody. Ali, I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. We had so much fun last time. We did so much fun. We were just actually, before we recorded, we were laughing about some of the odd duck dot com joke odd duck <laughs> yeah because I love an odd duck <laughs> and I am one <laughs> but also so are you and probably you listening and if you haven't yes. caught Allie's episode I think you'll love it it's episode seventeen and Allie talks about how it's never too late to make a change and really shares a beautiful story actually many facets but with an underlying story this is a gorgeous episode Allie well you were a part of my change. Likewise, you always. Oh, my goodness. Allie and I have known each other since college, as we said in the last one. And it's been great to be able to reach out to you. And I did that this week, too, because I was in the shower brainstorming about random things. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just thinking about what success means. I'm going to text Allie and see if she'll come on and talk about this with me. And you are so gracious. I'd love to talk about it. And I do my best thinking in the shower. It's it's a good thinking place. It is a it good really thinking is. place. Yeah. 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 So today what we're going to talk about is what is success? And I think that can bring up a lot of different things for people. So Allie, I'm going to have you kick it off. Kick it off. What, what is that for you, success? What comes up for you? Well, I was super excited when you sent this to me because um, I thought about that a lot in my lifetime. Um, and I, I know, I know what success was for me in my twenties and when I was younger and now what success means to me now, which is different. And there's cultural norms about Mm -hmm. success, what society thinks is success and what we grab onto is, oh, they're successful. Maybe they have the big house and the fancy cars and they go on vacation and they, you know, have the children and all of that. But I know for me, success has really changed or my, my own uh, belief in what success is for me has changed a lot. Mm, yeah, me too. It really has changed a lot for me. And I think similarly for me, I thought differently about what success was and I went after it. And I, I will use that phraseology on purpose. I kind of went after things. And now it's a little bit different, but I don't think that that necessarily is true for everyone because I know a lot of people in their teens and 20s who really have it sorted a a lot more than I did. And I don't actually even want to say that there's a finish line to success. I guess maybe that's why we're trying to tackle it because maybe it's not quite as straightforward as sometimes the cultural norms might suggest. And that also might be different from city to city, country to country, and different families, etc., and we have so many different people listening. And so I, I, I guess before we share our stories, Allie and I were talking earlier, and we might say that this isn't to tell you no. what success is or what you should believe success is, but just to posit the question, what is success for you? And is success even the right term in right, a way too, right, right? Right. What does that word really mean? Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. going with that. Yeah. So, you know, I know as a, as a person out of college, when, when Sauce and I were in school together, I know what I thought success was, was supposed to be. And I think a lot of it was 
what my parents wanted me to be successful, successful in quotes, uh-huh. <laughs> which was probably just getting <laughs> off of their payroll, you know, <laughs> so, so they didn't have to support me anymore. But also <laughs> they wanted me to be, you know, self-sustaining and on my own and have a family and all the things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like I, the, I, I can relate to what you say about getting after it because I did the same thing. I just got after it. And I thought, I thought I knew. And I went down a path, you know, of the kind of corporate success and, you know, got married and went down that whole rabbit hole. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then woke up one day and realized I was m- miserable. You know, I had all the trappings of success, but I was miserable. So was that, was I successful? Mm. In my, in my opinion, I, I didn't feel like I was at that point. Mm, when you say trappings of success, what does that mean for you? So we moved to Seattle and uh, for a job for me, and I was climbing the corporate ladder and, you know, moving up through the ranks and, you know, working crazy hours, 80 hour weeks and traveling all over. I, I was responsible for Southeast Asia. So I was traveling in Southeast Asia, which was crazy. But it, there was a lot of status to that, right? You know, well, I work for a Fortune 100 company. I have the cell phone. Even the cell phones were the big blocks. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, know, back not like not everybody had a cell phone, you know, and I had the laptop and had, had the corporate travel and the, the American Express card. And, you know, and then I had we had the big house that we bought. You know, we bought a beautiful new home. And we had nice cars and we were just going a thousand miles an hour in our jobs. And then when children came along, that's kind of when the whole boat got upended for me because I just didn't feel like I was doing any of it well at that point. So just to clarify for the listener, what was your job? I was a a major account manager for a large commercial printing company who at the time was doing a bunch of work with Microsoft. They were our primary customers. So I worked with Microsoft. I worked with them manufacturing their product in Southeast Asia. So it was a big job. And I was working with manufacturers, our our own company manufacturers, as well as um, the subsidiaries of Microsoft, as well as uh, vendors in all of those regions. So it was a big job. Wow. Gosh, yeah. I don't think I even knew those details. Yeah. 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 It was a big job. <laughs> I, yes. I, I simultaneously was working downtown Los Angeles in an economic consulting firm. And if you know, <laughs> you know, like that isn't really my personality. At, yeah. But I also thought that's what my parents wanted me to do. And it was really important for me to please them which mm-hmm. maybe to an unhealthy extent, I think I was really looking to please. And I might have even wrongly assumed what they wanted. You know, it might right. have also been the cultural thing of you've got to make a lot of money or whatever right. was coming at us at that time. And I remember that one of my friends and I, we both got hired in these corporate jobs. And so I had no idea what that meant what I was supposed to do, how to act in that setting. And right, we, right. we went to, like, I want to say some old department store called Sears or Woolworths or something like that, because we, we didn't have very much money to buy our right. business suit. 
we were like, we went, we go to the business suit section and we're like, what do we buy? And we, we ended up getting these, you're laughing because you're like preemptively laughing, but these double breasted tweed gray business suits that I no, like, I no, they suit. were not the, this one, not the cutest alley. And, and we, got, I got mine at Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if you if you don't live in the United States, Nordstrom does have a higher quality co- line, but a little, little more fashionable <laughs> than more Sears. Fashionable. <laughs> but um, but but not to knock on Sears either, because um, yeah, all these stores and and I think these generations um, behind us can understand just you know how. Yeah, we had to dress a certain way, right? We had to wear the pantyhose and the pumps and. Oh God, it was terrible. <laughs> it, it definitely was a setting that I wasn't um, comfortable in at all, and I I think I had a little bit of a crisis about four years into it, just wondering what I had gotten myself into, and that's when I went back to teaching. But mm-hmm. Allie, what is it about success that drove you? Do you think? I think there were a lot of things. A lot of factors. There was, you know, the parental factor was definitely one. You know, our parents put us through college and wanted us to be successful. You know, they wanted us to have corporate careers. And my parents had both worked in state and city jobs and wanted me to, us, my sister and I, to be in the private sector. So they thought there was, you know, more more success there, more money there. So, so I was definitely pleasing in a probably an unhealthy way, parents as well. But I think also like our peers were doing this, like, this is what our, you know, our peer group, you know, from college were doing these types of things. Nobody was, nobody was slacking. Everybody was kind of chasing, getting after it. And the ones that were, or were trying to, you know, couldn't figure it out or, you know, had moved back home. There was kind of some shame in that, right? Like some people that, you know, oh, they, they don't have a job yet, you know? There was a little bit of shame in that. So I think that there was what our peers were doing. And then I, you know, I'm sure there were social things happening in movies and stuff like that that were, you know, affecting the way we were looking at the world. But yeah, we were, I mean, what is it? Gordon, Gordon Gecko, greed is good. Wasn't that our time frame? Oh gosh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was the 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 time of the uh stockbrokers and all of that. So that was kind of our generation. So I think there were social norms that were driving us to, to get after it. Like, and that was so good. You said that, cause that really explains it to me. Like that's what we were doing. We were getting after it big time and we were going after it after the things we thought would get us the American dream or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, Yes. Yeah. And I think looking back on it too, it just highlights our sort of privilege at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, definitely. I mean, I think I've learned so much more about success from like, actually, one of my friends in Southeast Asia, the ways that they, they live in their village and the ways that they mm-hmm. love and the ways that they are there for each other in their community. Mm-hmm. It's so different. And I think I'm seeing more gratefully and still have so much to learn about the ways that we consume things, the ways that we yes. have systemic um, 
inequities and yes. like that we got to go to college. And uh, yes, my the generations before me from the being incarcerated. So yeah. without going into this, I my family was incarcerated in the Japanese yeah. World War II camps. Yeah. And so that brought us into like poverty. But my yeah. grandparents' generation and my parents' generation kind of absorbed that. And I I was born into much more privilege. And I didn't mm-hmm. realize it at the time. No, not at all. And And that's something that I, you know, I really needed to and still need to continue to learn to yeah. To advocate for different change. But but yeah. it was what we knew right at the time. Right. Right. And not to, you know, excuse this the systemic problems that we have here. Um, but nonetheless, I think the human experience of success and pleasing and things or what success is. So okay. I I'm I'm stumbling because I just as you and I were saying a little bit ago before we recorded we don't want to undervalue success, the idea of success, no. because it's everybody's opportunity to. Right. Right. But we also don't want to overvalue success right. or compare right. lives. Right. 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 We talked about the individuality of success. Yes. I would love for you to share that. Well, even, even my own individuality of success. So like what success means to you may not be the same as what success means to me, but in my lifetime, Success, what I thought was success and what I think success is now is different. So, um, and I think what I think of success now is so much richer than, Mm. you know, than acquiring things and, you know, (laughs) the status, the status piece of success. I don't care about any of that anymore. Mm. Um, For me, are my kids doing well and are they happy and are they going after their you know their passions mm-hmm. i don't i don't care if they're making a million dollars i could care less i mean i just want them to be going after their passions in the world you know do i have a happy marriage you know am i am i in a loving and happy marriage versus being married for the wrong reasons or whatever but um am, are my friendships rich you know i really care a lot about my friends and and my family, like my relationships with my family, that to me there is so much. I, I don't, I don't care about the stuff anymore. It doesn't mean anything to me. And the older I get, the less it means to me. It's really weird, <laughs> especially from our generation, because generations that are younger than us, they, they kind of get that. I, I don't mean to broad choke everyone. They do. They, they really. They do. Yeah. My kids get it way more than I get it. Way more. Right. Right. And I, I think that's so wonderful. They have there are a million reasons for how amazing they are. <laughs> yeah, and you know, even like the idea of volunteering and giving back, and I don't know, that wasn't on my radar when I was I was doing other things. I, I, it was it just when I think back on it, I think it was very selfish, <laughs> and, mm. and and it, and it didn't make me happy. You know, I, you could say I had all those things and it didn't make me happy. In fact, I, I would say it made me very, very unhappy. And we did some radical things that most people and most people wouldn't do, but we did it to, so I didn't have to work anymore. So we sold the big house and we rented and we went, we went way backwards in, in lifestyle. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so we bought shitty cars and we, and we, uh, um, you know, so we didn't have payments and we just really downsized our life so that we could 
so I could stay home with the kids for a few years. So, yeah. And that, as hard as that was, I was so much happier. Mm-hmm. So, so I learned a lot about myself and what I thought success was. <laughs> I love when you said that you, your idea of success might not be the same as my idea of success. Right. I was just in a class this past month and it was a coaching class. I love to just keep taking classes and the teacher shared with us a study. I'm going to need to find the study because I don't remember it exactly, but I think people would be really interested in knowing the details. So basically they got a certain number of people and asked each of them to write down 12 words to describe success. Mm-hmm. And the overlap was minuscule when they compared words. It was something like mm. two words the same or something like that. Mm. I mean, it was it was minuscule, the amount. And I I think there's so much to be had from that. I that th- that speaks exactly to what we're talking about. That you know, it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. and what it, what it might be for you today might not be what it is ten years from now. I think we put a lot of pressure on our on ourselves to be successful. Sometimes I know I did. I I think I was trying to prove to someone. I don't know. I don't know yeah, who, who was that? Who was that guy? <laughs> that I was successful. Yeah, but you feel the pressure. Oh, I, I should have mm-hmm. a partner or oh, I, I mm-hmm. am. When you talk about shame, it's even shame in not having children or whatever mm-hmm. that might mm-hmm. be, which I think, again, is lessening in these times. I think people are totally. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I just think that this topic is worth bringing up when we're talking about the Imaginal Podcast and we're talking about actualizing trueness of personhood and expression. Success can be heavy. It can be a heavy concept. And so we might end it here and continue next week. But how about any last words for this week, Allie? (laughs) You've given me a lot to think about. (laughs) And hopefully our listeners Mm -hmm. a lot to think about. And hopefully people can dig deep and really, really reflect on what success means to them and reflect on like what, what about it makes you happy and what about it maybe doesn't make you happy and, and maybe, maybe reframe it so that, you know, you can, you can be more at peace with it. I think that's for me. I had to get more at peace with what success was for me, not what it meant to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think too, the word success, sometimes we might not even need to use that word. We could use other words to describe our lives yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but we'll use it for now because a lot of people use it. Uh, we'll, we'll use it as a concept for life. And just to get everyone thinking about what is success and what your relationship to the idea of success, whether it's the word or what other people have talked about, or I guess the ways you've related to it, just to get you thinking. And we'll come back next week and continue this conversation. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. Ali, where can people find you in the meantime, if they want to connect with you or any program? You can connect with me um, at my website, which is www.allisonmscott.com, or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at 
Lifestyled by Allison. Um, I'm doing, I, right now I'm doing a 30 day challenge. It's the Love Yourself Challenge. So check it out. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it yeah. out too. It's- you have to check it out. Okay. Well, I love you. Um, I am I so glad to too. have you here and mm, so grateful for you, Sauce. You likewise. Oh my gosh. Okay, everyone, have a great <laughs> week. Thanks for being with us, and we'll be back next week together. Bye.